welcome to Spectrum Days, the podcast where we ruin our childhood memories of games we used to play with me, Chris, and my cousin Phil. Hello, I have a cold. Hello. Oh, well, I'm glad you're far away from me then. Yeah. I've already, had, I've already had one cold this year. and, and that's enough. <laughs> This is my annual cold. I only plan on, plan on having one. That's it. <laughs> uh, so what game are we going to try and remember today? I'm I'm quietly confident about this one. It's daily, tam- it's daily, then, it's daily, right? It's a bit of daily. No, it's not a bit of daily. <laughs> we were talking about doing daily Thompsons, but we're going to disappoint you all. We're going to do Desert Strike. It's got the same letter in it: Daily Thompson, <laughs> Desert Strike. It's alliterative. It's a similar game. No, it's not. <laughs> it's totally different. Yeah, it's good old Desert Strike. Return to the Gulf. <sighs> this didn't even come Which, out uh, of the spectrum. Sure it, this no, it didn't. <laughs> I'm sure some enterprising person out there is probably doing it right now. They're going to bring it out on the spectrum just to spite us, just as this podcast goes live. Um, So tell us, tell us a bit about Desert Strike. Oh, Desert Strike. Uh, Yeah, this is quite a sort of, um, yeah, one I remember rather fondly, actually. This came out in 92, which is just when I was starting in the games industry, buying and selling games uh, in a market store all those years ago when I was young. I would have been 17, so my first job after leaving school. So this all came out that same year. Uh, And Desert Strike, it was a shoot-em-up. Uh, helicopter type shoot 'em up, isometric, um, which is actually a lot of games back then were sort of isometric, particularly on the sort of computers and things like that. It was sort of a popular alternative uh, of sort of, I suppose nowadays it would be sort of the equivalent of sort of three D type games. So the isometric meant you could sort of move anywhere on the screen. Uh, so instead of sort of a vertical or horizontal shooter. Uh, the isometric type uh, flying around in a helicopter came out on pretty much everything but it was an EA game and came on on, on the Mega Drive first and that's where I knew it and that's where I played it um, yeah, popular game We, uh, I think the reason we decided on it, there was a couple of reasons but one, we started talking about Choplifter mm. which I've got really good fond memories of as well but then as soon as we mentioned Choplifter we went straight onto this and I think it was because we were looking for a great game and I think this one's actually going to be good it's still going to be it's still going to be good playing it now it's going to be good it's going to be good and I was just thinking so if it came out in March 92 I wasn't yet 18 still living at home and again this would have been producer John's game I'm pretty sure we had it I'm pretty sure well he had it and I guess I should have been studying for my um, some exams or something, I guess, at that age. And I clearly must have been playing um, too much Desert Strike. Very probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you did have the Amiga, though. Did you not have the Amiga? Yeah, yeah, then? yeah. I had the Amiga. Yeah. Yeah, so if I play- it does, it, it did come out on the Amiga, but I, I had some trouble finding out exact sort of dates because, in fact, even the '92, I'm a bit surprised at. And if anyone watching this can clear that up, it said Europe and America that it came out in March of '92. Now that was pretty unusual back then for us to get games at the same time. Yeah, that's true. As the U- as the US. Uh, well, I'm in the UK, Chris, uh, Chris is over there in America, but obviously we were both in the UK at the time. Um, that was really unusual. So I, either my research is incorrect or not complete. And the other weird thing is it then came out in Japan in like 93. So, mm. which is sort of a complete reversal. Obviously the majority of the games back then or certainly the good games and you know were made over in, in Japan and then they'd sort of come out in America then perhaps in sort of Europe uh, you know the PAL regions um, yeah. but this appears to be um, as I say as it was an EA game which is an American company uh, Trip Hawkins company um, it came out there and here at the same time which I, yeah really odd so if I'm wrong yeah, please do let us know on that one yeah you're absolutely absolutely right I mean for all the young guys people but for all the young people listening, they were used to having Hello. things dropping Hello, on youth. 
dropping on uh, streaming platforms on exactly the same day everywhere around the world that just wasn't a thing we'd have we'd have to be waiting for months in in you know half a year sometimes to get a game yeah. in the UK so yeah, yeah that does, that does sound strange and I, and I can't remember playing it on the Amiga whatsoever and it, I played most games not like I can remember them but I played a lot of games that came out on the Amiga and and PSP I don't think I, I had a, I did have a PSP didn't see this on the PSP right I would have played it I mean obviously as I say EA game EA were, were making games for the them mega drive and genesis really i mean they're more famous i suppose for their sport titles yeah i'm sure anyone who's aware of that sort of thing will know that's what really what they were what they were up yeah, to ea darts was good great yeah yeah that was a, that was a good one ea tiddlywinks that's one of my <laughs> favorites yeah you could buy the special tiddlywink pad that uh, went with it <laughs> the four player everyone sat around the tiddlywink pad <laughs> of an evening playing four player tiddlywinks mm. <laughs> golden i didn't get a look in once that came out i tell you <laughs> ea sports down the drain yeah that- <laughs> So those were great days, great days. Um, but it did come out on the Super Nintendo as well, and, and there's me talking about the shop. Well, we would have had both of those, obviously the, the Mega Drive and Super Nintendo, as far as it appearing in the in the shop when I was selling selling these games secondhand. We weren't doing Amiga stuff, so I wouldn't have seen it on there by then. It did come out later on the Master System, which I don't actually remember. I suspect it's another one of those titles that was, would have been quite late in the life of Master System by then. I do remember it on the Game Boy. I might even have had it or played it at one time. Game Gear presumably was just the same version as the Master System. Again, don't remember it. PSP, apparently it came out on the NES. That really blows my mind. I'm not I, I find that hard to believe, but there we are. And DOS, obviously, you know, uh, PC stuff back then was starting to get a bit more popular, starting to get a few more of the games that were coming out on Mega Drive and Super Nintendo were, were appearing on DOS as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've played it on the Mega Drive, that's for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it spawned a, a whole series, the Strike series, as it's called. Um, there was a whole load of them. Uh, jungle strike, urban strike, Soviet strike, and nuclear strike. Again, they they all they were all good. Um, they sort of varied in quality, and everyone sort of got their favourites, one they hate and one they really really like within the series. But they were all good quality. Um, and yeah, I I just remember them. They never stayed around very long in the shop when any of them came in. They were always sought after. It was always a sort of title people would come in and ask for. Um, and also the sort of title people would put their name down for, which yeah. was something we started doing sort of a bit later on in the shop's life where we would sort of just take people's details and if it came in, we'd, you know, reserve it for them. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of those ones that never never hung around a shop and we always knew if we bought it, we could sell it sell it well so yeah a popular game and the reviews i mean blimey 90 percent average in most of the sort of magazines and things uh when looking online to see what what reviews it got so it reviewed well and did well with the general public what do you remember about it you know what do you remember play, when you were playing it what does what comes to mind i think the view the sort of viewpoint and it was interesting doing the research for this the guy that that came up with it talking about the camera the way he developed the camera and it's it was the movement of the helicopter and it being the isometric viewpoint uh people really don't know what i mean by isometric it's not something that's very popular i don't suppose anymore that type of viewpoint it's sort of instead of it being top down say like i don't know the original grand theft auto was sort of top down but you had inertia in the cars and the way they moved and the way the screen followed the, the where the camera the in-game camera followed the um, the main vehicle that you'd be using in gta um <clears throat> well this is like that but slightly turned on an angle so you're not quite looking at the sides of everything and you're not like quite looking down on top of everything um it's it was that movement and there was an inertia the 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 physics of the game it felt like you were were flying a heavy object around the screen 
rather than it being a floaty object like in a racing game sometimes when they're a bit floaty and the physics aren't very realistic and it feels like you're just flying around the course the helicopter had a certain weight to it so which was which was unusual in a game for them to get something like that where it felt Right. Right. So as, not that I have any idea as, what it's like to fly a helicopter. Obviously. I'm not saying that it's like flying a helicopter. Yes, you were. Um, yes, you were. Okay. Yeah, as right, as a helicopter pilot, this felt I quite realistic to you, right? Royal Navy flying <laughs> helicopters. I know all about it. <laughs> no, I think you'll find your complete liar. Yes. That helicopter used in that Desert Strike video game computer home system thing that you keep talking about, you horrible little spotty oik, is green. And it's the AH-64 Apache from the U.S. Army, also used by Israeli Air Force. But we don't talk about that. You don't know anything about naval ships. I'm on a naval ship now. Mine's grey. The one in the game is green. You don't know anything. You haven't got a clue. Anyway, there's a strike. I was there. I completed it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's why I'm allowed to grow a beard and drink rum. <laughs> but as far as a navy pilot yeah so he, <laughs> and the idea was that you had to go and rescue people and, and drop a ladder and people run up the ladder like in choplifter right well yeah this is the other weird thing i i we were talking about choplifter and then as you say we decided no we'll 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 look at desert strike in the next video but then researching it i didn't know this back in the day but researching it the guy the designer mike Posein, Posein, P-O-S-E-H-N, I don't know how you say that surname. Um, it, really weird. He didn't have any experience in making games, but he done. I think he had done stuff for EA, and he made, I think it's called Video Maker or something for the Amiga. So he'd done sort of um, what nowadays we call sort of apps or, you know, uh, utility-type software stuff. So he'd never made a game, but he'd been thinking about doing a game he'd, he'd made a basic flight sim um sort of engine and i think showed it to trip hawkins or trip hawkins saw it and basically said look you know we were thinking of doing you know something along the lines of sort of choplifter he suggested choplifter as a as an influence so it got changed from very much straight on normal flight sim type game to well what you see in in Desert Strike, but with that mixture of yeah, blowing up a, a base, finding your your guys, they all come out. You get you you lower the helicopter. I think you might you lower the helicopter in this, or do you lower a line down? Lower a line down. I think. I think you lower a line. I think in Choplifter you land, don't they? And they get in. Oh. With this, yeah, I think you lower a line or a ladder or something and they get in. So, yeah, I had it, it, it seems obvious now, but I had no idea at the time that it was influenced by Choplifter. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And as I say, but yeah, but suggested by Trip Hawkins, the, the, the Mr. Mr. EA. Yeah. Um, apparently, they used uh, 3D modeling to make the vehicles. So again, it, it, you saying about you know what to remember about it? I remember it looked great. It looked great. It felt great. The sound was brilliant. Had lots of really good explosions. Lots of different weapons, and it was strategic. It wasn't. It wasn't like I don't know Thunder Force Four or Herzog's Vi or any of the other sort of uh, shooters on the Mega Drive, which had a lot of good shooters on the Mega Drive. This was much more sort of thoughtful it was slower paced mm. uh, you you couldn't sort of you weren't racing around uh, and of course you could do it how you wanted it you you could it wasn't a linear oh, okay that's the word you, you you could go you could sort of do things in different order and go around obviously there was a better order to do things in like destroying you'd, you'd start off from your base go into the enemy area uh, destroy the gun turrets perhaps that were guarding whatever it is you were trying to get to or there'd be you know some sort of gun emplacements and that'd also be it wasn't all just vehicles so there'd be men on the on the ground or on tops of buildings shooting at you um i'm probably going to start mixing all these different things together with jungle strike and urban strike and you know i, I i'm picturing men on tops of buildings with rocket launchers that was probably urban strike or something but uh, you know but as is the point of our podcast the first half is we talk about these things and try and remember and then the second half <laughs> we will actually play the game <laughs> 
<laughs> so we'll know then. But yeah, I, I can picture lots of things I, that I'm sure are from the different um, different various uh, releases of this uh, Strike series. Yeah, yeah. It was I? But now you're talking about it. I'm beginning to think it might have been hard. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think fear not, fear not, because we're going to be playing it <laughs> on the Mega Drive Mini too. <laughs> I thought at the beginning it was going to be a nice one. It's not the Spectrum, like I keep saying, the Spectrum games give me this nice kind of feeling. Was the Mega Drive games have given me the willies? <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather play Shinobi again? No. No, no, no. Um, Should we look at Altered Beast? No, for sure. No, Daily Thompson Decathlon. <laughs> that's where we wanted to go. <laughs> we should have done. Why? Why did we not stick to our remit of doing Spectrum game? You said no, no. I want to look at well, whatever it is we're doing. Sometimes you get. Sometimes, sometimes in life you get kind of distracted by all the shiny, kind of new-looking stuff, right? So this kind of this game looks like a an advancement over the spectrum games but then sometimes you need to go back to what makes you feel comfortable so, when was the a600 released because I, I i think i may have had the a600 then uh yeah. what that one i bought off you yeah <laughs> <laughs> she then sold. <laughs> I saw. I did offer it back to I you. I know. I should have. I should have taken it. Off and why? Hands. Why didn't you buy it back? Because your wife would kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I said to him. I said to him, Christopher, you bring one more computer in this house. Me and Bernice are going to leave. You'll never see the two of us ever again. I mean, look at this place. It's a mess. I do my best. I really do. But, oh, it was fine when it was just the consoles, you know. But now, every single computer under the sun, an Apple One, an Apple Two, Macintosh, a, a Dragon, a C64, ZX81, Spectrum, 48 and 16K. I mean, I just can't cope. There's no room. I mean, me and Bernice, we're sleeping on top of serial ports. <laughs> oh, anyway, yeah. Desert Strike. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not allowed anymore. I'm not allowed <laughs> anymore. Right. Gadget. No, your actual words. Yeah, that was your words. Yeah, you're not allowed any more tech in the house. I think that was the word. <laughs> they should make those mini consoles even more mini. <laughs> <laughs> they have. It's called a Raspberry Nano. No, 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 no. Even smaller than that. Like. Well, yeah, that would be a good way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and if they could just all use the same joypad, that would be good. <laughs> oh, you're so, talking about that. Socket. Can you remember the keys for this game? Uh, X, Y, Z, <laughs> P, Q. He says, looking down at his keyboard, no, I don't. But I, I guarantee the moment you play it, you'll press the wrong button. You'll, you, you'll release one of your rockets, <laughs> one of the three rockets. Yeah, yeah it's – yeah, Instead it's a, of the machine gun. Yeah, it's a, it's a console <laughs> game. Yeah, there'll be one button just for – you'll only have one rocket. Yeah. It'll be on a, on a button that I'll press ah, right away. I think you're supposed to – I think you pick up extra weapons oh, also the, the, it's got a fuel you've got fuel so you've got to watch your fuel I seem to remember oh, so that's like a, a forced time that's, limit that's, that's what's yeah that's what's going to have so you. they ripped that they ripped that right out of uh, Manic, Manic Miner the Manic Miner playbook yeah yeah they, they, instead <laughs> of instead of holding your breath you've got to keep all your fuel <laughs> Triple King just playing Manic <laughs> Miner <laughs> 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 I'm going to rip that game mechanic out a time limit <laughs> and I'm just going to say it's fuel <laughs> I'm not sure that Manic Miner was much of an influence on Desert Strike I don't know <laughs> I, bet, I bet Sir Clive's had some stories about that probably he'll, he'll, t he'll let us know now I'm sure fairly sure hello boys and girls it's your Uncle Clive here those clever chaps over at Spectrum Days, the podcast, wanted me to do a public service announcement about the dangers of helicopters. 
Yes, they can be quite dangerous, although they do look fun. I'd stay at home and use your ZX Spectrum to play a nice helicopter simulator like this one, a cyclone. And for added super realism, you could use a joystick like the one I'm using here. In fact, I've got two for both hands. So yes, stay away from helicopters. Stay at home and play your ZX Spectrum. Only, only pop out when you're going to WH Smith's or Menzies to buy more games. And uh, avoid women. They, they can be quite, uh, quite difficult too. Bye. Uh, this originally was going to be called Beirut Breakout, which doesn't doesn't sound any more politically correct than uh, Desert Strike, does it? Really, Return to the Gulf. I don't know if you've mentioned that. It's actually Desert Strike: Return to the Gulf. Yeah. I think looking at my research, they were making the game at the time, and they were writing it. They were going to they wanted to put in a lot more sort of things like in uh, it Shinobi that they were talking about, so the sort of cutscenes and things like that which I think they had to cut one of them either when it was in America or either when it came over to Europe. I think there's a scene of torture, I think, right. in it. Either this one or one of the follow-ups, I can't remember. Uh, and I, But there was, I do remember, and, and as I say, I was working in a shop selling these games at that time, and there was a considerable, considerable fuss about its name and... It's subject matter, obviously, because we'd ha- had or were still having the Gulf. When did the Gulf War end? Was it, did it start 1990, something like the first Gulf War? I think it certainly went through into 91. Whether it made it into 92 or not, I don't know. Good Lord, you got. Th- I wish you could see this, folks. You've got two people now furiously tapping yeah. away at the keyboard, <laughs> leaping, <laughs> practically leapt to the keyboard. <laughs> Because we all remember. We were there, but we don't remember. <laughs> a bit like the raves. I was there, but I don't remember. Yeah, was one yeah. Of you, was one of you found out? I don't I don't remember being... We just played this as a game, right? I don't think anyone... Did we really kind of think what was going on? But yeah, we it was... We didn't. Na- no, 19- we didn't. But there, what it was in the news, it was there was a fuss around it. There were parents who wouldn't let the kids have it. Particularly, I think if they were perhaps involved in the military or knew someone in the military, um, because the press they like to make it sound like it's bad, you know, that it, it's somehow mocking the military, or I don't know what they were thinking. But I, I do remember there was a fuss around it. I think it was the first time I'd heard a real fuss around a game in that way, not because of its content, but because of its name and what it implied. There obviously being games where there might say be nudity in it or something specific in the game, but this was more the zeitgeist at the time was that it was about a conflict that really was sort of still going on in the sense that it was, you know, um, still being dealt with um but they but they were right they i think they were writing it so they were right they were writing it basing it around the whole beirut thing i don't think they were basing it on this but right. they said when when they were writing it they suddenly realized oh my god this is what they were writing as the script in adverted commas for it was suddenly what was happening so they were making it around the time well, of the, the yeah war, so it must have been a marketing thing to try and take benefit of a of an ongoing war because well, like, from 1990 to 1991 they couldn't have developed it that quick so as you say they were basing it on some kind of story of rescuing hostages in beirut, yeah, beirut. And, and then because there's a war change the name using a war's marketing so it's a little bit suspect right i mean that is a no bit- it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Can't see anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think. I, I think people would be a bit more sensitive today about doing something like that. But if they brought out Ukraine strike, yeah, yeah, like, I assume that. Yeah, imagine that people would not be happy. <laughs> but we're going. <laughs> but we. But we're going to concentrate on how rubbish we are playing in this game. I expect that's the uh, the, the gist of ours. <laughs> I'll probably turn around and say, actually, maybe I never really played it that much because John didn't ever <laughs> let me play it. Um, there he is in the background. Isn't, isn't every game back then in those days, though? 
had, you know, I say those days, you know, right from the spectrum days, they were all war, weren't they? They were all shooting games. They can, were all can you remember a game on the Amiga? War. Dogs of War. Like, yeah, they, Dogs of War. Like yeah. a commando kind of one. You kind of run in. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking at Operation Wolf. I mean, that you're literally given a gun and you're shooting army yeah. people in the face. I mean... Oh, well, yeah. And uh, what about the music? Can you remember the music at all? I can't myself. I loved it. He goes... <laughs> dun, 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 <laughs> well, you, you say that. I mean, I can't remember the music, but if it was by Rob Hubbard, no, that is it's it got goes. to be amazing. Because I loved yeah. his, his, like on the Commodore 64, um, I think he did IK Plus. His music was just great. But now yeah, you made me, <laughs> but now you made me think of a far superior game, Airwolf. No. <laughs> oh, Airwolf on the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah, Airwolf I think you had to go. Spectrum. Yeah, through like that cape. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. We are not. We're not doing Airwolf on the. Oh, Was there yeah, a blue? I'd rather th- do Ghostbusters. Did they make Blue Thunder as well? Because there was Airwolf. I remember on the TV there was Airwolf and Blue Thunder at more or less the same time. A manimal. Manimal. Uh, Auto Man. Auto Man was brilliant. Yeah. I loved Auto Man. That was great. I don't think he got a game, did he? Did he get a game? I don't think so. And I don't think Man Manimal did. Streethawk. Streethawk. He got a game. There was a a Streethawk game? Must have been a Streethawk game. (laughs) That was Streethawk. I don't think that was Rob Hubbard, though. (laughs) The Rob Hubbard soundtrack on Desert Strike is phenomenal. It's one of those games where it really takes advantage of that grungy metal guitar, rock guitar sound that you only get out of that. Is it, what is the, what is the sound chip that's in there? Is it Yamaha something? Kawasaki Ninja 500. No, Google it. It's a Yamaha, <laughs> I think it's the Yamaha sound chip, isn't it? That's in the, in the, um, the Mega Drive, and it, it does really good guitar, that sort of heavy, grungy guitar sound, because you get quite a gritty sound with the Mega Drive. There's a Super Nintendo, like, could do that orchestral, really clear, clear, crisp sort of sound. That the Mega Drive it was always a bit more crunchy, so with sound effects or speech, it was always a bit. <laughs> Sorry, producer, you're going to think that was a mistake. It's not. It's me actually making the accurate imitation of how the Mega Drive sounds. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, if you compare the two, which I'll try and do in the video if I can, between the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive. That sound, that 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 guitar sound on the Mega Drive version, just is yeah, it's brilliant. Rob Hubbard is a god. He's up there with Tim Folin, I reckon. Although I would have to give it to Tim Folin if it was going to be a competition. So, so what you just performed? Oh, mio. <laughs> so what you just performed really was the soundtrack for. Down, 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 down
do 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 I keep. <laughs> all I want to do is play Airwolf now on the ZX Spectrum. Yeah, I just want to watch Airwolf and Auto Man. Yeah, imagine that. Why don't they make no. TV shows like that anymore? Airwolf. In A Team. Manimal. Manimal. <laughs> <laughs> how does Manimal go? I'll give you a tenner if you, can, if you do the impression of how Manimal goes. I've got no idea. <laughs> 100 quid. I I, 100 I, quid. You know, I specialise in Spectrum games. The same oh, tracks. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, they're all the same, I, more or less. We played Manic Miner. How does Manic Miner go? <laughs> if you've forgotten, if you've forgotten what how Manic Miner goes, look up our previous episode and yeah, uh, go and watch our other video. Yeah, go and watch Manic Miner. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, look, I'm looking forward to this because I, 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 I've been, I've been cucking you and making you not play the Mega Drive Mini Two <laughs> just in case <laughs> you were going to use it. <laughs> so that is your opportunity to plug it in and fire her up. I do genuinely and, think this is going to be actually. A good game? Yeah, I, I'll put money on it. I, I I really liked it. I really liked it. I really liked the series. Um, yeah. And a big fan of Choplifter. Big fan of Choplifter, too. Yeah, but none of them so, yeah. as Airwolf. No. Can't hold a patch to Airwolf. <laughs> <laughs> right then, folks. <laughs> We're going to bugger off for a few days and go and try and find the Mega Drive Mini 2s that we both bought months ago and now don't know where they are and, uh, and plug them in. We're going to concentrate on play, playing the Mega Drive version. Uh, but obviously, it is available on various different other things, so I might find it on the Super Nintendo and other places as well. So if you're watching the video, you might see a bit of footage from all of them. If I can find some way for you guys to play it online that's easy for you, I'll put a link below. If not, you'll just have to make your own way there. So yeah, give it a go. Um, it'll only be a few seconds for you, the magic of editing, but it'll be a few days for us while we go off and play Desert Strike. So join us then, and uh, yeah, we'll see what we think of Desert Strike. Return to the Gulf. And we're back. <laughs> Welcome to part two of Spectrum Days, where we're looking at Desert Strike. Thank you for pausing if you did. If you didn't, there's still time now. You can press pause on whatever it is you happen to be listening to or watching it on. And if you're on YouTube, you can go below and play the game. Did you play it? Did you play along? Um, in fact, there probably isn't a link below because... I don't think you can play this one online. You probably have to play it on some sort of device, which is what we use. We played it on the Mega Drive Mini 2. Chris, I believe, used the Mini Mega Drive Genesis 2 to 2 Mini, or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot yeah. different. It had, it had a plug. Mine yeah, came with a yeah, plug. That, that was the only difference. Remember. But that's the machine, not the game. <laughs> so come on then. Um, what, were you, what were your thoughts? You remember you turned on Desert Strike. It's really boring. Oh, okay, and join us next week. <laughs> so that's it. That That's your sum total of information for our lovely listeners. Uh, that's I mean, your feeling, is it? It was boring. Uh, I mean, that's my really? feeling. That's the feeling. We can go through go the game, but my general overall feeling was that it was a bit just a bit bland, a bit boring. Why? I think it's because there's no um, sound effects for the chopper blades. There is. It's just very, very quiet. Yeah. Really? You don't hear it. Yeah. Really? I know I'm going a little bit deaf, but... <laughs> 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 Yeah, really? Is. Oh, wait a minute. It might be really exciting now. Then, Do you know what? <laughs> there is it's chopper, funny you say that, though. Chopper There's blade. no music while you're playing, which is yeah, quite it's unusual, just so feels it? like For sort of a shooter yeah, map, it just you feel like you need like... a bit of, you know, you've got that... I mean, when you turn it on, that Rob Hubbard theme tune at the, at the beginning, I think we mentioned it, mm. yeah, it is yeah. fantastic. It's really good. But then in-game, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. You've got the cutscenes... Yeah. Um, but the actual game, it's then it is pretty quiet. It's a quiet game. Yeah, kind of like you know, yeah, relaxing 
killing soldiers and blowing things up. R- relaxing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah, know relaxing. Like, I don't know, relaxing. <laughs> There's not much tension. There's not much tension. There is when you're There's not much tension. Yeah, that's Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, so what did you think about it in general? I yeah, this this is a really quite difficult one for me. I I only realized it. I was just saying it before we came on air. I I don't think I actually owned this. Um for those of you who are joining the podcast uh, fresh and perhaps this is the first one you've listened to or you haven't picked it up from the other ones, I used to buy and sell games for a living. That's what I used to do for a long time. Which meant I got to play a lot of games, but not necessarily own them. So, but this is one I now realise after having played it now on the the Mini 2, the um, little Mega Drive emulation box things we both bought, that this isn't one I owned. I only ever played it in the shop. And I think, I, I kind of, I understand what Chris is saying. I didn't find it boring, but I found that it's a very... <clears throat> Excuse me, I still have a cold. Um, it's not a shoot. It's not really a shoot 'em up. Not in the way that I would normally describe a shoot 'em up on the Mega Drive. When you think of like Thunder Force Four or something like that, the quite speedy, fast shoot 'em ups with with the rocking music that's going the whole time you're playing it. Be it sort of EDM type music or rock music that you that you had on the Mega Drive whilst blasting away. It's not a blaster. It's not a shoot 'em up. This is really what I'd call a tactical shooter, which I'm not sure we'd call it back then. We'd probably would have. <laughs> what do you think I was going to say? Yeah, I thought you were going to call it. A no, <laughs> I was getting, I was getting, I was getting ready. I was getting ready for all yeah, my well, comments. Well, it is a simulator as well. Can and, we pretend uh, yeah, you did call a it a simulator? Okay. It is, it is a simulator <laughs> no, because it's, it, you, you start on a ship. Just like space, Harry. You have to get. You have to. You have to <laughs> it's really complicated to get off that ship. You have to perform quite a complicated <laughs> manoeuvre with realistic physics. And I like at the beginning of the game where it gives you the option to turn off. Those realistic physics, doesn't it? The uh, what's it called? <laughs> Do you see that in the options? What's it? The motion, something or other. I can't remember what it is, but really? it's sort of the way it's swinging. I didn't see that. that. That's one of the cool. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's full of cool things. The way the ship moves yeah. is cool. What's not cool is that they didn't spend any money on a tutorial. <laughs> they spent it all on that cutscene. They they spent it all on the cutscene. It was like I can imagine all the project managers and like the artists. Yeah, let's do this cutscene. You know, it's got like a slap. Someone gets slapped in the um, and there's some someone's being tortured over a barrel of um, boiling. Now, was that included in it? Oil or whatever. I thought was different. That was yeah, included. Did she go yeah, all the way in? Yeah. No, it's a bloke, oh. I think, and any and the, and the evil Ooh. guy turns to the camera and looks at you. Yeah, it's a like, woman on the um, one. No, well, there's and then well, there's a news reporter, and she sort of says she says like, "Oh, the president can't risk sending in a, a full strike force. He's going to send in a chopper, and this chopper commander must be must be great." Oh, it's a helicopter. Like that Um, but then they spent i could just imagine them all going yeah this will be really cool and then the project manager probably said now we should do a tutorial so people know how to play the game and they all said nah nah we're gonna make more video video um cutscenes and because because you do well at least when i played it i took off from the um the aircraft carrier and then you don't know where to you go. Got a map. Yeah, you have to press start to open it's up quite, the map. It is quite a distance right. from where your thumb is mm. to the start. I get why that would be yeah. hard. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Over reliable. Yeah, but you had to know that you had to press start. I mean, I did guess, but I had first of all spent three minutes. Three minutes without the, using the map. I would see. But I got all the way. Oh yeah, I was like flying off until I reached the edge of the screen which is to the far left, let's say, um, <laughs> to the far west and to the far north, which is the completely the wrong way. And you'll, fu- you'll suddenly get to the end of the game. You must have you'll get to the end of the game and you just like, as soon as you got there. No, 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 it's not that big. And you just like bang into a, um, you know, invisible barrier. 
No, okay. So the okay, so the land must be the other way, and I did find land. It wasn't for a few minutes till I found that there was a, the start button. I mean, I didn't even think about bring. You'd have a, should have had a tutorial. Yeah, yeah, but games back then came with instructions, and we would have read the instructions. Yeah. Man, it doesn't need a tutorial on the way it's home. Really, in you would have read the instructions. It's really not. It needed a bit of a tutorial. No, it didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, to really get into really get ourselves into the mindset, what have we got to do? Well, I think I think get, you know, it, print, print the instructions. Have we got to print the instructions? Yeah. Drive off to a drive to a yeah. shop. Get someone else to drive us to a shop. Yeah, pretending we're kids. Sit in the back seat. <laughs> you're on the way home. You're unwrapping. Unwrap the, get in the box and get the instructions out, reading yeah. the instructions so you know exactly yeah. what to do when you get home and plug yeah. it in. You want the whole experience, man. I suppose in the future I could, I could just press start. Yeah, with any game, though, in, in from now on, games. press start, <laughs> see what you get. Well, yeah, uh, Revenge, of the Shinobi, Revenge of Shinobi, you had to press um, to do your start magic. as well, didn't you? Yeah, see, you're missing yeah. the trend, man. You should have known... Well, maybe maybe it's because, and again, maybe that's why I don't have that nice warm feeling about this game like as I do yeah. with the Spectrum ones, because I also did not own it. And if anyone owned it, it would have been John, and he says that he can't really remember it. That could be because he's getting old. Um <laughs> I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he did have it, but we could have borrowed it off someone. This might Who knows? Be the I'm pretty where sure you I played it. If you keep insulting him like that, this, yeah. this might be the one. <laughs> <laughs> he should be talking about this game. <laughs> but yeah, I thought. So I sat through. So I sat through the um, the video intro. Expected a tutorial. Um, didn't get a tutorial. Did find so, and like I say, there's lots of cool things like the way the ship moves, the momentum of the ship, the way the um, the helicopter moves, the momentum of it is yeah. really cool. I like the way it swings around. It's um, realistic, it's a simulator. <laughs> yeah, like just like Space Harrier. Um, <laughs> and, and Shinobi, which so, is and, 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 simulator. <laughs> ninja simulator, yeah. Yeah, last last time I went ninjaing, it was just like Shinobi, yeah. But yeah, there's lots of so as I as I was saying, there's lots of cool things like the little the little sprites for the soldiers, the enemy soldiers and your own MIA yeah. guys that you're um picking up. That, that is, that's all cool. All the animations yeah, really it does cool. Look that's great. Good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's kind of great, but it's just it just didn't have much tension. Mm. That was the thing. Did did you did you change uh, co-pilot? Uh, no, I didn't even know you could. Oh, is when it? Oh, jeez! Oh, oh, it doesn't need a tutorial. <laughs> if, if it had had a tutorial, <laughs> you would have known. I just didn't read them. Sir, the men are requesting a tutorial to help us fight the battle. No, you must do it alone. Uh, maybe instruction book. Didn't you go off in the car, unwrap it, and look at the instructions? No, because no, I, I know how to play it. I knew, I knew, I knew the, I knew well, the, the, the experience that I was going to get because I remembered it. <laughs> and 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 uh, <laughs> it's a simulator. A simulators they all play the same simulator. The simulator <laughs> chopper simulator games. They all they all play like this. Did you? Uh, so you missed out on changing. What does that do? What does the co-pilot do? Has he got? Oh, has he got better grapple skills and better ladder yeah. skill? See, I, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I did used yeah. to play it a yeah. lot, but They're... I mean, I hope my old boss isn't listening. I used to play it in the shop quite a lot. <laughs> well, apparently, yeah. So you earn better um, uh, accuracy with the right. guns. So. And at the beginning, you can choose between, I think, three different um, right. co-pilots. I tried the first standard co-pilot, and I also tried the Australian female co-pilot. Yeah, uh, gun, gunner, I guess, or co-pilot or gunner. And there are some that seem to be locked. So, because I was going to say there isn't much kind of progression in the game, because it's all for me, it's almost a shame that you get all the weapons at the beginning, because at least it, you'd have something to strive for. Hey, like... 
unlock this weapon, bigger power-ups or something. But there, don't, there doesn't seem to be any power-ups. The only thing I can see of it being like some kind of progression is that you can unlock different co-pilots. Mm. Um, so maybe later levels become a little bit more hectic with a lot more enemy on screen. So then you upgrade your co-pilot so they can shoot better. So it evens right. it all out kind of thing. But I didn't didn't see didn't see that. Um, what did you find? Did you find anything particularly annoying about the game? Uh, no, not really. I, I know what you're saying um, by sort of describing it as boring. I think I found it. I find it less boring than boring. Um, <laughs> which I think it, on a scale, scale of, of one to ten on, on the new Spectrum, Spectrum Day boring scale, <laughs> boring scale. This <laughs> is a sliding scale. It's a pe- Peter's yeah. off at the end towards about six. It just goes. Four. Phil says six. Um, I I think I think for me I think like I was sort of starting to say that for me it, it is slightly different. I, I because I'm recording what I'm doing for the video uh and then editing the video and what have you i'm not finding a huge amount of time to spend a lot of time on playing the game so for me the the feeling i have is of whether a game is sort of good or not is whether I want to return to it outside of recording, say, for half an hour, 45 minutes, to record footage for the, the thing. I, I, I don't know whether you did play it for longer than that. But I, I literally, for the purposes of this, I played it once and played it for about 45 minutes to record footage. I will then be playing Jungle Strike and the other games <clears throat> which people are probably looking at now as we speak, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, because I want to show the other games in the series. But I, after recording the footage for this one, I got off the first level and onto the second level. I didn't want to play any more than what I played. I used the uh, function on the Mega Drive Mini to save state on level two, so that if I want to, I can at least start from where I finished off. Um, right. But it's like one giant fetch quest. You go out, you choose, like Chris says, you press start, you can rotate between a load of functions at the bottom which show you where various things are on the map, your fuel, your I don't know, people, the MIA, people that are missing, the Fuel, weapons, weapons. And various sort of things. And, and then and then the actual missions, the, mission. the thing you've got to yeah. go. And the missions are, here's this thing, go and destroy it. Well done, you've completed it. Yeah. Here's this thing, which is then like an airfield. Go and destroy all the airplanes on the airfield and the buildings. Then it's go and destroy this yeah. other thing. And then it's um, blow up this building and rescue the men that come out of it. Um it just felt a bit like uh, it's the same every single time. I don't remember it feeling yeah. that, and I'm going to use your phrase boring, when I played it back in the 90s. But, yeah, I don't remember it being, but I almost, by the time I'd got, say, got to level two, I just thought, I, I, I it's just the same. It's slightly harder, slightly different layout in level two. But like you say, there was nothing there. There was no major attraction to really reel me in in, in back to playing it again. I am going to be really intrigued to see whether I find Jungle Strike, which I think was the second one, and it's Urban Strike, Soviet Strike, whatever. It'd be interesting to see whether those sorts of things have been addressed and whether they do mix it up. Because don't forget, this was the first game in the series it may well be that the others are, are better but i i do totally understand what you're saying but i did enjoy it i enjoyed playing it but, but I, I i it really was that was enough for now and not like some of the other games it, we looked at where it's enough i now know, do not need to play it ever again but that that stint that 45 minute stint that i did the footage of people i say will have looked at uh, that was enough i didn't i didn't feel like playing it immediately again or the, or the next day if you see what i mean i i feel that you learn 
the basic mechanics and the control of the game. There isn't much to master. There's not much skill. It's not like there's a new part and you master something else and you get rewarded mm. for it and you feel to, to create that kind of loop. And, and it just feels like, okay, once you've got, once you can maneuver and fire, it's just patience. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to attack this airfield. Let's make sure I go behind the turrets before they turn around mm. and shoot me, blow them up, etc. Then it gets to a bit, there is, there's the, slight kind of randomness when you destroy some buildings there'll be a guy with a rocket launcher like a yeah. golden yeah. kind of rifle hiding oh oh no this time yeah. there is one of those and it does and it annoyed me quite often when i would then blow one of those buildings up and it would have a bonus um, weapons crate or something in it and i would accidentally destroy mm. it because i shot too many yeah. times um <clears throat> so that was kind of like the only it's not a loot box, I guess. That's a kind of variable reward, a kind of randomness in those. You would blow the building up and you might get rewarded or you might get punished mm. being a bad guy or a, a weapons in there. Um, I am pretty notoriously terrible with a uh, sense of direction. So, for example, when uh, when you choose the mission and you go and destroy the airfields or whatever, uh, I'd have to, you know, quickly look at the maps again <laughs> to find my way um and you think oh you know would it have hurt to just to put kind of an arrow on mm. screen you know just mm. to show me oh okay i've selected this mission just show me where i'm going or some kind of radar on the screen that would have I been think quite if cool. pe people are watching um, this on youtube they will be very very annoyed it's not a fun game to watch because i am pressing that map every 30 seconds Right. I'm, I'm the same. I, yeah. I, you, I, you have to keep pressing it. And also incidental items that you need to pick up on the way. It's, it's, a, it's a lot about resource management, the way, the way you're mm. getting around the map. Your fuel really does not last very long. You can't take many hits. True. And the way you get armor back is by picking up your own men that are on the field and taking them back to the base. That's the only way you can sort yeah. of replenish things is by making sure you see on the map where these things are. Is there going to be enough ammo between me and the next objective? Is there going to be enough fuel between me and the next objective? So you're constantly looking at the map because you're not just looking at it, say, right, where do I need to go next? You're looking at it to see where your bloody resources are as well. So I did find I was yeah. constantly going to the map. I, I, I don't think that's just you. I think that's pretty much how the game is played. Unless you've played it so much that you know where everything is on that first stage. And the second stage, you know, well, you, you can really, yeah, really. and you can you could follow the roads, but if you follow the roads, you'll get sentries and cars that go along mm. those roads, and I think they respawn as well. Yeah, I'm I think. not sure. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Um, yeah, they, sometimes they felt as if they were. How far did um, you get? Did you you got onto the second? No, you didn't. no, of course you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I take it very seriously, and I played for a long time. How long did you play it for, Chris? Please be honest. Um, well, there was the 15 minutes where I couldn't find the actual land. <laughs> I was just flying around the sea. <laughs> and then I pressed start. No, no. I, 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 I mean... I'm still rubbish. I mean, it might have been boring and bland, but I was still rubbish at it, I guess. It's like I haven't got the patience for it. It's like, just like I plow in headfirst uh, um, at the power station or whatever, bam, 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 and, and they had those uh, big kind of rocket launchers, land-to-air rocket launchers destroyed me. So, no, no, <laughs> I didn't complete it. You complete no. it. <laughs> no. So did you get to the second level? <laughs> no <laughs> no no so that's one for our youtube comments so, i mean the second the they second didn't level even, didn't even get to the second level the second level it it's basically the same again the same corner of that piece of land right. but you're then given three places where you can land so there's three bases um right but it seems to be that items are more sparse so that tactic the the requirement to really resource manage is is bumped up so i know you were saying about it the the, the process of the game doesn't really change you don't you know there's no sort of particular change um well in that second level it, it does do that which obviously is, is making it more harder like in any game a second level you know you're moving up a level things tend to get harder 
but it it's increases the I don't know perhaps the geekiness of it that you you have to play it as a tactical game. It's not a shooter, and like you just said, you haven't got the patience. You wanted to go in. There's the target. Blam blam blam. Bugger! All my weapons have gone. You know. Or I've got I yeah. took loads of damage. Yeah. You know, if you are you, you can't just storm in on any of the targets because you do you'll get hit. You yeah. get hit on the way there, hit on the way back. Um, but that yeah, so I it it does it opens up a bit more into the type of game and the way it wants you to play it. There's a very yeah. specific. It feels open. It feels like you can do it in any order that you want to do it in, which you can. But you are more rewarded by playing in the chess-like way that they want you to do it, in picking things off, yeah, yeah. working out where the resources are. It, which, is, which is why I said right at the beginning of this, it, it's it's not a shoot 'em up in the sense that I would normally call a shoot 'em up that would have been popular as a shoot 'em up on the Mega Drive, the like the Thunder Force yeah, fours yeah. and that sort of thing. It really is. It is very much more tactical and slow. It is quite slow, which is why I I yeah. understand why you're calling it boring. To me, I'd more call it slow. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's <laughs> all right. Maybe I shouldn't have called it that. Well, no, boring. no, I, I get it. Let, um, it is. I mean, it, it is a subjective thing, which is also what you just hinted at that people will be screaming at us. I'm, but I would be screaming at us if I was listening because I really liked this and did play it a lot back in the day. But playing it now, playing well, I mean, it now, I uh, like I just said, I, I I agree with the whole patience thing. I I don't want to play a tactical shooter like this with resource based yeah. movement where you can't go out on much of a mission. Particularly by that, even by that second level, your the amount of fuel dumps and things are so vastly reduced. But yes, you have more places you can go and set down, but that still doesn't give you fuel back necessarily. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Of course, everything is easy with hindsight, and I wasn't there when they made it. And who knows the restrictions yeah, they had, yeah, yeah. or why some of these decisions were made, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it just feels to me like if you'd just done a first level closer to a tutorial or something, where you just had to go and destroy one base and you only had one weapon, and then you unlocked the mm. other weapon, it would give you some kind of reward. It's kind of like you've all. Okay, maybe the fuel is more sparse in in level two, but you've got the same weapons, you've got the same chopper, nothing's getting bigger. You're not rewarded with anything interesting. I mean, once you've picked up the guy, taken him back, oh, that was cool. That's it. You know, you've done it once. What else is there to see? Is there uh, perhaps there's more enemies? I don't know. But I feel like they just gave everything to you too quick. And if they if they drip fed that, you could have like eased yourself into it and and like oh yeah I'm being rewarded and you've got no so your only kind of you know your progress is on completing those missions but there's no what are you building up for what are you trying to unlock or what are you trying to do um, trying to yeah no improvement to the to, to the to the helicopter but um, yeah so it just didn't feel like there was going to be anything new to discover it's just going to be the yeah. same thing. But then again, who knows? Maybe level three is completely different. Yeah, maybe it is. I was. <laughs> I know. I know that. In... <laughs> and everyone will tell us. And everyone will tell us on YouTube. I, I or know whatever, that. And, uh, hey guys, I'm pretty sure in one of them you get out of the helicopter, you land, and I think you get out. But I, I, I ah, don't right. know. Where, I can't remember whether that's the first one or whether that's Jungle Strike. Oh, it's like a first-person shooter. I. I then it becomes like a- I want to say that the <laughs> other like- ones are better. It might well be that I actually played the other ones more. I, 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 I tell you what. I tell you what was better. Oh God, what? Airwolf. Uh, I didn't. Did you please? Did you? You know, like find yourself. I can. I find myself smiling at the. Oh, that's well done. I like the animation. I like the. I like elements. But no kind of like, oh, this is fun gameplay. I mean, and did you feel like a sense of real? It's not like if you complete level one on Manic Miner, which I don't think you ever did. Um, <laughs> and if you had, you'd know what it is like to have a real sense of achievement. Wow. You're basically willy, willy <laughs> wanging. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm I'm just pleased for you because you said you wanted to play a game that you could rage at, 
and you knew Sega, <laughs> Sega would be the go-to platform, and here we are. <laughs> that's pretty yes, much worth what you said. Yeah, yeah, but it's not as ragey. Yeah, but then it's not as ragey as um, Shinobi or Ghouls and Ghosts and see, stuff. See, see, we need something like that. You like tactical games. Both of us like tactical games and mentioned them and have mentioned doing... Well, no, in my imagination, yeah, I like, like them. We, yeah, we both like <laughs> Chaos and, and thingy raid, laser, laser squad, squad. Thingy raiders or whatever it is. You know, brilliant, we, we, brilliant we games, like those. Yeah. I still play Chaos. I mean, when we come to do Chaos, I'll have to admit that I play it regularly. It's not a game that I haven't played for a long time, like all the other games. Well, they are but, good uh, games. But that, good the, games. It, why, why this game is tactical in the same way that those are? It's not turn-based, it's action tactical. <laughs> no. Why, yeah, but why does this not work for you when those do? Aren't they similar? Maybe because they're turn-based? No, they're not similar. You don't think this is tactically similar? <laughs> No, I mean, Laser Squad or whatever, you, you, you're controlling a whole squad, yeah. different characters, yeah. different different characters. You've got to leave some with Overwatch so that they can cover you as you move into different, as you move into space or whatever. It's a completely different thought process. This is not a simulator. It is quite, it is very much a simulator, um, this. <laughs> yeah, they're often quite complicated, the old simulator games. I can see why you wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, I mean, the, your rendition of the music promised so much. <laughs> it was exciting, wasn't it? That's absolutely thing, yeah. Yeah, no, it was very accurate. And that's what I was, that's one thing I was surprised <laughs> what, at. Because I thought you, I thought you, yeah, I thought you were just ad-libbing <laughs> it. I thought you were just, <laughs> and, and you got it quite yeah. right. Yeah, it's good. I'm like that yeah. thingy Winslow bloke from Police Academy. No, you are nowhere near as good as me. I mean, just check this out. Wicked, wicked, wicked. Whatever his name is. <laughs> I'm saying, well, I, my mouth sounds just like a guitar. It really does. So... Do you have anything else to say about the game in its defence or in its... I, I think only what I'd really I just sort of said is that I, I will have to now play the other ones to see whether secretly it was urban strike. I seem to remember one where you're, I think, either defending or attacking the White House or something, something like that in one of them. And... I, I th- I think the series gets better. I I think you may find um, that it might be worth you looking at the other ones. I I I I think it's a shame to to dismiss this mm. game entirely. Not many. Well, not many. I mean, there's only only the Horus trilogy got better. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't have much else to say about it. I, yeah, I, I yeah to reiterate. You found it boring, right? You said yeah, it's a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was like I said, it's fetch questy. It's just you do this, you go there, you go there, you go there, you go there. It's, ne- it's a never ending. Oh my god, I need more fuel. Oh my god, my shield. Oh, I've run out of ammo. It's it's too much constantly going to pick up stuff to continue the journey it would be like an adventure game where you're continually having to oh i need some food oh you know constantly constantly having to just to keep yourself going having to continually pick stuff up to keep the game going which loses the excitement of what a shoot 'em up would normally give you normally as you say shoot 'em up is 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 about you improve you get bigger weapons or whatever but this it lacks that drive the impetus to sort of keep going which is why as i say i i stopped at level two but did save it because i could feel that i would come back to it which i don't always say but but i i don't feel the need to play at this minute i don't i can't i'm not i'm not <laughs> desperate to get to level three you know um but i'm assuming at the end of level three big bertha anyway and i'll probably get stuck there so <laughs> are you desperate are you desperate to play any games at the at the minute so what are we looking at next week? <laughs> well, one that you will be desperate yeah. to play. 
Please try not to play it before. before yeah, I, I know which one's coming. And that, that's going to be this quite one. Hard. This one is a I, good I'll one, try right? Try and keep my hands off my joystick. <laughs> and don't break any no. joysticks or keyboard. Keyboard. Anyone guessed one. what game it is? <laughs> Just from that description. Daily Thompson's Decathlon. What? Decathlon. Careful how you say that. Yes. Right. Yeah. The Waggle Fest that was Daily Tumplin's Decathlon. Yes. Good old, no, good this old one Daily, was good. Daily Thompson. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. I don't even know why we're bothering to review. We Everyone knows it's good. It's going to be a boring podcast for everybody because we are just going to be going, hey, it, it was great. See you next week. We won't have any complaints. I mean, it is a good sports simulator. <laughs> It simulates many sports, and I look forward to, to playing them. And I hope you will join us next time here on Spectrum Days. Uh, that was uh, Desert Strike, Return to the Gulf. I hope you all thoroughly enjoyed it as much as Chris Boring Head did. And, um, and <laughs> yeah, join us next time for Daily Tom's Decathlon. Please do like and subscribe and all those other wonderful things. And uh, maybe next week... Maybe next next week, uh, the week that we hear John say his first words, Google Gaga or something like that, probably. <laughs> See you then, folks. Bye. 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 <laughs> you can email us at hello at spectrumdays.com and you can contact us on Twitter at spectrumdayspod. And you can also find us on YouTube just by looking up Spectrum Days.